0: All right, welcome back to the Beauty Exchange, a mashup of two amazing podcasts. I am Joy J, the host and founder of Singles Exchange, an online community that focuses on conversations, connections, and community. And we have the lovely Mrs. Raquel Gilmore here to tell us all about Beauty Talk. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Kylie. Yes, my name is Raquel Gilmore, and I am creator and founder um, of a platform by the name of Beauty Talk. We recently just hit podcast maybe a year ago. Um so if you're looking for any like Christian biblical um content but that's really relatable and talks about the everyday life of a believer. My um, audience is for the ladies, but I believe that if you listen to it, you'll get something out of it. Um, and you can find me on any of the podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of that. Um, if you want to reach me on social media by now, right now you just uh look up my name on Facebook, you will get more. Um if you have any questions or whatever, just any like so about, well, like, the you know, the content, the podcast, whatever. Um, I do get a little bit of feed, feedback here and there, and it helps a lot. So, yes, Raquel Gilmore, um, and I'm the creator of the Beauty Talk podcast. Listen, I don't even think I said where you can find Single Exchange, but you can find yes. you Exchange on Instagram, on YouTube, and whatever your podcast streaming platform is. And yeah, we're gonna hop right in. We started doing this a few weeks ago just to um, talk about one of my favorite shows, Married at First Sight, and this season is season 12, and I'm sure, even though I haven't seen all of the seasons, I am sure this is the most controversial season to date, so um, we gonna sit down to to rightly divide, huh? Yes, yes we are. Um, okay. I was oh, just was this episode five or six? I don't remember. It gives me five vibes. I don't even think that we've allowed ourselves to get that far, but if we are in six, we'll find it on that time. But I believe we are in episode five. Okay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> five. Yes, it is. I just looked at last week's episode, so yes, this was episode five. Um and it was a doozy. So this week, we're gonna start with the worst parts <laughs> yes. and work out. I'm so sorry one- to say, but we're starting there. We just gonna start there and just get it out. Just get it out so we can end on a positive note. So did you wanna start with Christian Page? <sighs> Okay, first of all, I am under the understanding that y'all just not praying for us having to review them. Um, At this point, you know, there's so much you can say about them. I'm not going to totally drag them out because I feel like the show does enough of that. You know, at this point of my life as a true at First Sight fan and a hopeless romantic, I'll give you that. That's My point is a little biased. They almost just need their own show. Like, they got too much going on. In my notes, um, when it starts off with the conversation with them, so if I'm not mistaken, Joe, you can help me out. Um, so we at the point, they open up the episode, and then the producer's like, you need to tell her, you need to tell her, you need to tell her. It's all this like controversy about something that she does not know. Obviously the vibe is like really off and you gotta think about it in the true fashion of this show. It's not like you and Bae together in the hotel and y'all going through whatever. Y'all have a full production, right? So I'm sure it is weird. I'm sure it is awkward. He going behind the scenes, he whispering, he hush hush. So I start my notes at the point that she's asking him questions but he's giving her very short answers. You know, because they are just meeting each other and they are husband and wife, that's just not gonna work for me. Um, And I. I don't want to bash Chris. I do have one good thing to say about him. The quick answers don't work for me. The third day you have this news and it is very devastating. You know, that's just a lot to me. You know, devastation is devastation. Trauma is trauma. But the third day I just met you, just got married. Okay. <laughs> Paige <laughs> said it's too much. Paige said something that... the The third-day married folks, the 10-year married folks, and the 60-year married folks. She said, I quote, it is not about you, it's about us. Chris don't understand that. You, you don't understand that every single thing that you do is a reflection of me. If you go through hell and hot water, they're going to attack you to me. Why? Because we're now Chris and Paige. We are now Mr. and Mrs. Um, and I think even with those kind of concepts that she understand about marriage, I just don't think that Chris understand it. Although everybody walked into this experiment saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a husband. I'm ready for my forever. So you need to understand that all of the decisions that we make will impact each other. I love that she mentioned that to him. Um, And I seen this on the Married at First Sight uh, page, but I had already had it on my notes when he was telling her to, like, take your mic off so we can have, like, this moment. Normally, Joy give y'all the background stories, but I'm going to give a little bit of this one. Oh, yeah. So they start the episode off. There's obviously this huge secret, something that he does not want her to know yet. The producer said that she needs to know. They put pressure. They was like, she needs to know right now. We can talk about that another time, how urgent they made it. Um, So he pulls her into, looks like a bathroom or restroom, tell her to take a mic off, and he begins to tell her that he has a baby way by his ex-fiance. And he did Sorry. say the ex-fiance. <clears throat> he did say the ex-fiance. You said so a what? Lot of people... I said he did say the ex-fiance. Because a lot of people are speculating that it's not the ex-fiance, it's another woman. But he did say out of his mouth, my ex-fiance. Yeah. And he later on in the episode goes to the point of like... You know, we were broken off. We were not together. Talking about ex-fiancé, I don't even want to say her name, but her name comes up a lot. However, um, someone, she had a great past in her family. And you know how like you're grieving and you want, you're going through like the whole emotional process. And he goes to like, we take on her, her one thing with another and they have the sex. Um, so he kind of paints that area of that like in that moment, that's when he believes that she conceived. Now we don't know if that's true or not but whatever. Um, But even at that, you know, if I'm jumping around a little bit, I am. But at the beginning of the episode Chris to I me, mean, Paige is basically telling Chris like something Some about your story just does not make sense to me. And that's the thing too, like me, y'all gotta understand and this ain't the best to I me. Mean, when you got a smart woman, all women ain't that smart. But some of us gonna always put two and two together and get four. And if it ain't right, I'm gonna let you know that point of your story was wrong and you're not gonna play me like it is. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. She's like, it doesn't make sense. Um, I put it, it wasn't around I feel Connect with his family. Ex-wife. Those oh, are just my said. Hope I could do right now. I'm going to take it ready. Joyce, your turn. <laughs> no, no, you got to say it again because it was breaking up. You heard me? You got to say it uh, again. No, it was on a pause. Go ahead. Yeah, you got to say it again because it was breaking up. I missed, We missed that whole story. Oh, okay. Okay, so I said... I believe that if he was not on this show, he would definitely go back and try to work it out with uh, ex-fiance and new baby and want his family. I don't got to prove that, but he just gave me the vibes like, I'm here with you, but I will go back there, you know. And he does make a statement somewhere in the show, like, you know, now that you're my wife, you go before, before uh, um and I didn't write this down, but you go before say, and you go before my unborn child. You are, you know. And I feel like at a point in time, he just started running a little game on Paige. Um, and I believe Paige is going forward. So I also mentioned that uh, she is very hopeful. Um, very hopeful. I put a sad emoji with a tear by it. <laughs> but, um, Yes, it, it it was just a whole lot for me. And at some point in this uh, episode, right, the Rick on the Beauty Exchange, I'm going to put on a four page accent. Y'all get ready. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I am not ready. Say- I'm not ready for your page accent. Not. <laughs> so, um, I I think that you summed up Paige and Chris pretty well this week. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Paige specifically. Um, what I expected to happen with Paige is exactly what is happening with Paige, and um, I don't think it's totally fair. So when I when we talked earlier this week about the episode, I said that we were going to um, discuss. How it's easy for people who are in relationships, who are married to say what Paige should have done, you know, Um, but as a single woman, which clearly um, being a founder of Singles Exchange, I've chosen to embrace my singlehood, but it's not easy. To be single, um, especially in this climate, especially with us being in a pandemic, it's harder to meet people, it's harder to go on dates, like it's, it's a lot of layers to dating. And um, for me, I can tell you if I were Paige, the things that would be running through my head from my experience, um, I have people in my life that tell me that I'm too picky, that I don't give enough chances. I also have people in my life that tell me that um, I'm not picky enough, that I give too many chances. So you have all of those narratives running in your mind, then the narrative of people that say, um, oh, what's the line that I hate? Girl, you better enjoy single life because marriage is work. It's a lot of hard work and he not going to be perfect and he going to have flaws. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to learn how to love him through his flaw. Like you got all of these narratives running through your mind at one time and it's like okay this is a ridiculous Mm. situation yes but do I even have other options and that's great everybody can scream and holler she beautiful she educated blah 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 she got options that's great to you sitting in this seat I'm beautiful and I'm educated and I'm real single so (laughs) um Mm. I I feel sorry for Paige because I don't foresee the situation getting better, but I'm not mad at her for being hopeful because Mm what else I got to lose at this point? I had already Mm -hmm. met the man, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's even another layer to it is it's not like she met this man and went on one date and then Mm -hmm. all this stuff came out and she can just walk away. She is legally bound to this man. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel mm-hmm. bad for her because at this point, people are attacking her face. Uh, people are attacking her self-esteem. And um, even if that's what they think, you, you don't have the right to judge her. Like she has the right to think how she wants and believe how she wants. So that is my thought on the, on the Paige situation. I feel sorry for Paige, but not for the reasons that other people feel sorry for Paige. So, anything Mm -hmm. you want to add to that? Yeah. I do, because, you know, and I think that you have, like, a whole different, like, other, like, perspective that I feel like the masses are not talking about. Like, the masses concerning Paige at this point, is basically they dogging her almost as much as they're dogging Chris. You know, I'm thinking about the, if this doesn't work, the aftermath of this traumatic experience, you know? Because... She has a very... Very strong line of the show that God has blessed this. God has brought us together. God, I haven't manifested for the folks who think we manifest manifesting stuff. God has manifested the thing. This is my husband. You know, she done said everything but said, This is my boaz, you know, bottom of my bone, flesh, my flesh at this point. You know, and I'm just thinking like what kind of impact this is going to have on her because there's so many different layers of, you know, you're not beautiful, the colorism, you know what I'm saying? You're not enough. Like you got a brain, but that ain't nothing to do with it. It's just your body, you know. And when people was like, I'm surprised she just ain't ran up out of here. You know, I when he hit the baby hole situation, I was like, I'm surprised this woman ain't left because, you know, and I think you and I had discussed and I've discussed with other people. It's one thing to have somewhat of a foundation and then we get hit with all this stuff. Y'all don't have nothing. And this being like life-changing stuff, there has been people that have been married 20, 30 years. Once a baby hit the scene that ain't fine, I'm out of here, you know, so that's why I was like, man, she is so hopeful, and she does bring her faith back in it, and you are correct, people on social media are like, that's the problem with Christians now, y'all believe in the God that ain't even real, and you mean to tell me that God will bring you a man like this, that is not God, you know, I believe even Jamie had made a statement like, honey, you be the Lord that in there, yeah now I'm gonna be a go ahead and get, be, be a go ahead and uh, be a good Christian and say this one right here. The Bible says that all things shall work together for the good of those who love God. So I'm gonna say it like this: Whether they stay together or not, huh? That thing is gonna work together for her good. We have seen and married at first sight, and in love is blind. For those people who watch that, that the show you may have a douchebag, but somewhere down the line you just get blessed with like the person of your dreams. So. I'm hopeful for that that this thing is going to turn around in some way, work because and I do believe that I heard nothing you said. Joy, I know your lips are doing like, so it. bad. I didn't say anything yet. Um, I was saying that, oh, okay, cool, that um, Boaz is watching. I think that he is seeing this travesty unfold and he is just waiting for Decision Day to air to say, listen, I got you. (laughs) That's my personal Let me tell y'all what I want. Let me tell y'all what I want Paige Boaz to be. Not this man, but a man that moves in this kind of spirit. I need her to have a full camera. I like camera. I need her to have a man that come right to the scene. Yeah, we love camera. He ain't gotta be a white man, but I'm talking about the spirit of, okay? Yeah. Come here right there, baby. I see you. I see what you've gone through. What you went through don't intimidate me. Your past don't intimidate me. And I'm ready to love you who you are and, and love you beyond that for the woman you don't even know that you could be. I have a famous saying that, not a famous saying with Emma, it's famous in my life, that when a woman is loved properly, she transformed. I believe that Paige still got that ability in her. That's good. I agree with that. And I pray that um, the end of the season does not bring about detrimental things for her. Because I agree, um, as a dark skinned woman, I've experienced guys telling me, you're too dark for me. And, you know, you pretty, but mm-hmm. i want my kids to be dark skin. Like, that's literal things that have happened. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I pray mm-hmm. that all her dreams come true because I'm sure this is not the way she anticipated these things going. So, watching okay, sure. watch listening, honey. You got two people out here praying, okay? Two. Okay, that they ain't gonna work together for your good. It ain't it ain't got no choice but to work together. Okay, and the Bible says two or three I gathered, huh? Are he is. in the midst? So, um... We're going to... The next couple kind of leads right into um, into what we're talking about. So at the end of the episode, um, Chris did tell the other couples that he um, had found out that his ex-fiance was pregnant. And, you know... Hold on, don't forget to mention, Chris didn't really want to tell. But he they said they're going to find didn't out anyway. did want to tell anybody. And, okay, let, let me, let's get on that soapbox for a hot second. I'm not totally mad at that. I already married a stranger. These people pretty much strangers. It's already going to be on TV. Do I got to do all this right now? You know, yeah. this is a lot of pressure. I married somebody three days ago that I'm not attracted to. I didn't get heat from my family because I slept with her. And I probably shouldn't have. Well, he definitely should have. But in his mind is probably. Um mm-hmm. I done, you know, clowned on TV and had a whole temper tantrum. And now I'm trying to, you know, rebuild and start fresh. And then I get a call from my ex-fiance saying that she pregnant. Now I got to tell this girl who is still a stranger who I just met, but I'm married to that we got another problem. And it's not a small problem. It's a major problem. Um, I got to tell her this on national TV and, and so on and so forth. So, Although I don't agree with the, oh on, no, Did you say he also got to tell the baby mama now that I'm married now? He claims he did tell her. I don't know if I believe that part, but he he did say he told her that this person existed. There's somebody That's what So I don't know how far that went. But, um, uh, although I don't agree with the way he handled it, I definitely understand him being so flustered and frustrated. This is too much mm-hmm. for three days. And Mm -hmm. just like we saying it's too much for Paige, it's too much for him. Even though it was his own actions that brought it on him, I'm sure he would not have imagined all of this was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, never in his mind. Mm -hmm. At one time. At one time, saying, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I married this girl, and now I found out that this other girl pregnant. Like, it's a lie. So, he tells the other couple, Mm -hmm. him and Paige tell the other couples, Um, what's going on and she did have a point they gonna find out anyway Um, but one of the couples chose to come in later and this is how we gonna get into we're gonna segue into Eric and Virginia so one of the couples comes in later and you know they're kind of rehashing this this is what's going on and um, he tells them so my ex-fiance is pregnant to which the girl replies well, is it yours? <laughs> and a mm-hmm. lot of people had a lot of opposing views on that. Raquel, do you mm-hmm. want to tell them what you think first? Cause- okay, so here's the thing. I looked at it from two ways. I, two ways. I looked at it from the side of we don't know each other. We're strangers. You and my business. Don't do that perspective. And then I looked at it from the way of the merit at first sight the production way. Because if you are a fan of the show, you do understand that some conversations are just set up to be had. You know, whether they tell them or whether them are just putting them in such awkward position. Because in real life, you would not have had to have four different couples outside of yourself we being strangers having to sit down and have dialogue right after we got married the show sets it up set it up that way because I believe Dr. Peppers or one of them say they need to like lean on each other for like support you know what I'm saying and then it creates content whatever but so in regular life no you would not have that but I feel like in bad first sight life, it kind of comes along with that and we're going to have like those conversations like you know a couple seasons ago when uh, someone said what would you rate your marriage it was last year and the dude was like he didn't want to answer that but it made it first sight, uh, uh custom people have to have conversation they have to have like their dialogue and sometimes the dialogue is really irritating other people but it's gonna be had so in regular life heck no but it made it first sight like i get it i do think that he was stepping on some toes and uh but i don't think that the other people really know how unstable chris is we haven't really talked about that but his wife does. She know that he be having a breakdown. She know that he claims the all attack. Go I ahead. forgot to say that when we were talking about um, Paige and Chris, but mm-hmm. I love the black girl moment where she understood without words, this man is tipping over and he about yes. to slip his lid and y'all yes. should shut up because y'all don't know he about yes. to slip his lid. So, yeah. He- are going to turn all the tables upside down. He's going to tear all this stuff up. Is that what they say? Mm-hmm. Um, now for me, I feel like Virginia, I like Virginia overall. I don't think she meant any harm by her statement. Mm-hmm. However, um, culturally, you don't do that. Like mm-hmm. in black culture, you say something like that is fighting words because mm-hmm. one, it's redundant. I wouldn't be telling you the girl is pregnant if it wasn't my baby. It wouldn't be my concern but um that's just kind of personal and i agree (laughs) that you know there are some conversations that would not necessarily be had in regular culture that inside of the culture of the show you will have but i do think she was wrong for that and like i said i don't think that she meant any harm by it but um some people say the road to hell is paved with good intentions your intentions can be Mm. good it'll be wrong all day long i like that Mm mm-hmm yeah. Listen, and then that's the thing, I don't know about other cultures because I've never had to live in other cultures or, or live and do life uh, with predominantly like Caucasians or whatever, other than when I was like younger, Um, but not in my adult life. But I say that to say, I feel like some of us as Black folks, we understand that some things you need to mind your own business. Even if we're going to talk about it in the car on the way home or pillow talk or we get on the phone or in the boot check, that's fine. But some stuff, we just ain't going to... We just got that code. We don't say it, but yes. we understand. I have a friend that says um, that's kitchen table talk, and kitchen table talk is not for outside ears. So, exactly. Yeah. No, nah, but we don't talk about it. It's but just but not we don't right discuss it. <laughs> but we not gonna discuss it in front of all these people, and we definitely not gonna do it on TV. You know what I'm saying? So. No. At this point, it is what it is. Um, I also. You know, in another part of that same scenario, after she made the comment, like, is it yours? And Paige is sitting there like, no, 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 Just shut up. Um, yes, she was. The, the follow up to Eric saying, you need to focus on her right now. You need to focus on Paige right now. Again, good intentions. Not a good idea. Like, it was good in your head. But, sir, we've been married the same amount of time. You got married three days ago like I got married three days ago. And mm-hmm. you should be grateful that you don't have this situation. So, And okay. I think Eric had liquid courage. I think that Eric been hitting that bottle with his wife. Y'all ain't telling me nothing. They that that both, both were drunk. And that's my thing. At the end of the day, they both were drunk, but you know, that ain't no excuse. We can't yeah. be out like that. Yeah. Um, what they say a drunk person speak a sober of mine. Honey, that's what they say. That's what they say. So you uh should look. We come back with all of they said. But anyway, it's accurate for right now. Yeah. Um. So moving on to Virginia and Eric, you want to start with them, or you want me to start with them? Um. I can start with them because I didn't have a whole lot. Um. So I really enjoyed that Eric was like, you know, he took her on that date. They all had a, a romantic night with just the couples and then they met up to be with the group. So when we saw their individual dates and he had her on that dock, which I I be scared I'm gonna tip over. I'm not gonna fall in this water, sir. Uh, when, when he got out there on the dock and you could see all the lights and he was like you said you wanted to see Vegas so I'm showing you Vegas Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was dope because one you showing her that you paid attention she said that you listened but you didn't just listen you took it to heart and you put some action behind it so I yes. really really like that that is definitely one of my love languages pay attention to me so yeah mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I like that and like I've been saying with Eric and Virginia from the get-go she is the party girl she likes to have fun because she doesn't know another way to have fun but I believe that he is going to introduce her to some um I won't say more mature because I don't think there's anything wrong with drinking but some other ways of having fun and I think that that was the first night of him doing that and he wowed her yes he did so um the only other thing was like we've been saying from the get go, sis, put the bottle down. It's okay. You ain't got to drink every day, all day. Like, no. all right, give your liver a break. Give your liver a that break. That's really all I have for and Virginia. I know you probably get more than what I. Get. <laughs> Listen, give your liver a break. Give your man a break because clearly you, you you got Bae even a little tipsy. And you know, he may be a lightweight with alcohol, so you just never know really what you're barking into. But I put on here at one point in the show, Eric said that Chris was a little off. I don't think he know how off Chris is, but I did think that that was interesting that he was able to pick it up because he is off. Um, them being late, I thought, I thought it was ironic because he normally does not like to be late. She said that she's always late. And I was like, hmm, y'all been in together for real because like I feel like once you become together with another person, y'all do begin to pick up each other ways, whether that be intentional or accidental um, because we sharing a life. That's like the powerful thing about like coming together at kind other of powerful things. Um, oh, I got something I can't even to say. So when they were having a conversation about just like day-to-day life and routine before they were married, all I kept saying was this man is settled. This man got routine. <laughs> he like what he likes. He go where he go. He do do. I'm not really trying to outdo nothing outside of that. And I believe I have spoken on that thing, um, before. But I think that like they are gonna have to have like a really really great compromise. I'm not really gonna get into that because I have talked about that before. Um, when she was talking to him about like her party routine is before he coming to wife, I was like, she gives me I want college boyfriend vibes. Like not ready for a settled husband you know and i think that like because he has been married and he was married for years that put more maturity on him you know because and not saying that that's a good or a bad thing but i'm saying because of those experiences, they have a way of shaping who we are so it's like i've been married i've been through divorce but the next time i do it i'm gonna be this way, i'm gonna be that way but you didn't know you're gonna marry a woman like Virgin. yeah for sure um, the healthy and slash, um, they talked about the healthy jealousy. For me, I don't like jealousy, but I want to take a pause here because some women think that that whole, like, jealousy thing with their men is, like, attractive. What you think about that? Because the jealousy topic came up when was in the pool. And you know what? I forgot to put the jealousy thing in my notes, but I'm glad it came up because, um, I am not a fan of the jealous man. Mm-hmm. I, um, I am always very leery of men who are jealous. Although I don't think that's I, I don't know if that's the way he intended it, but I, I didn't like it. I don't like the concept that says that men and women cannot be friends because that's that's just mm-hmm. not true. Like I have tons of male friends um, Agreed. who I have never had any sexual encounters with or thought about having sexual encounters with. Like it is possible. Friendship is not based on um, your genitalia or it shouldn't be. <laughs> it should be based on more mm-hmm. than- so mm-hmm. I don't like the concept and because I have a male best friend who I've been best friends with for at this point almost 15 years um when guys say that that's an instant real mm-hmm. to me I know and we're about to cut that off and do away with it we're, we're not gonna just cut it off and do it that's been my friend forever. Um, and if we're married, he is our friend. Because what's yours is mine. And what's mine is yours. And even if y'all don't have the same relationship, these are my friends. I'm, I don't expect you to get rid of your friends unless they are also exes. Now, if they are an ex, that's mm-hmm. a different thing. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I didn't like that concept. I actually recently, there was a guy at my job trying to, and. Listen, every once in a while I asked up. Every once in a while Johnny Johnson sneak out of me. Mm-hmm. And so this guy was he he had been really flirting with me. And um another guy that works with us came in and he told him, like, hey, you know, don't be going behind her desk. I don't want you too close to my woman. And he mm-hmm. he claimed he was joking, but I told him straight up, listen, let me tell you something. I don't do jealous stuff. I'll you mm-hmm. And he looked at mm-hmm. me like, what? I'll pop you. Like, I don't do that. I'm dead too. Because that's how yeah. people die. Most mm-hmm. <laughs> go crazy because they want to be jealous, and then you on the first 48. Nah. Basically. It's enough for me, big dog. So it's it's enough for me too. And I think, and I don't want to like drag in jealousy too too deep, but I personally believe that the root of jealousy is insecurity. Now that could be another episode for another day, but that also came up with Chris and Page when she had the conversation with some male friends, and he flipped about that. You don't have no male friends. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm your only friend. Yeah, that's that's not gonna work for me. I'm not even gonna be redundant. I pretty much be like you. I don't have a male best friend for uh, that many years, but I have a lot of male friends. Around me, and I'm gonna say this even from the married woman, they be coming in, but I don't be knowing what to get, Quinn, or the shop. I'll be, I'm named job, I'll be here on shirts. And I'm like, hey, what y'all doing? What y'all buy? What would y'all want y'all going to get y'all? All of that, and they come coming in. Help <laughs> <laughs> me. Listen, help me. If my husband's a bigger guy, one of my brothers is a bigger guy, he put around right the plug. This who got the sales, this who got the quality clothes, this who gonna have high end, this who gonna have low end. I wouldn't know that stuff in my own life. Yeah. I'm going to say it's going in at this back end of the jealousy route. I'm glad that she spoke up, though. I'm glad that she was not meek and quiet about that. There was a part where they were talking about it, and he said, I know how all guys are. And she said, no, is that how you operate? I love that. Claps, claps. Because you cannot put all men in a general setting and say that all men are going to want to smash every female friend that they have. That's not true. That's just not true. That's just not true. And then to say that only if they gay? Like what? (laughs) Yes. It it was a bit much for me. Yeah. And then he ended the conversation and came back and said that Um, I just want to do whatever to make you happy, but then I said in my mind too, somewhere in there, he got some trust issues. Now, we don't, I don't really know, and I don't think the audience really know how much of really what happened in that ex-relationship, but I can almost, in my mind, tag them too. Something somewhere where some trust was broken, somebody did something that was foul, and now I got to be looking at you sideways, and then what happens is, we take those narratives as we approach new relationships and trying to box all women in the same category, that all women are like this, or if she's presented with this, you know, because you can have a situation where a man hit on a woman and that wife, that girlfriend not say nothing. And then another woman will call back and be like, guess what? I was at McDonald's. And this man will ask me for my number. You know, like you have women like this, so you cannot say that we all are the same. But it made me, in, uh, it intrigued me about what happened in that last marriage. And if she the right kind of woman, she gonna want to be in that eventually. And see, my thought process was similar, but it was more so looking at him. Because he said that a man man and woman cannot be friends. So I was like, so every woman that you quote unquote friends with, you try to smash them. Like, is this a thing? Like you said, is it an insecurity thing because of who you are? Or is it something that you experienced in your last relationship? Either way, it's trauma. Deal with that before you bring it here. Mm -hmm. Deal with that. Yeah. And you ain't going to put that on me. Because I didn't do it. And I don't have to pay for that check that somebody just wrote. Like, and I don't mean to like, be like the uh, uh, churchy, not churchy with all the cliches, but it's not fair to me because that's not what I did. You did experience that with someone else, but that's not what I did. Um, when they started going back and talking about like life and personal life, I wrote again on my notes, this man is so settled. And having, being settled and having stability is okay. I'm not mad at that. To some degree, it's a great thing to have. But when you are joining lives with another person, some of that it's going to be a little different. Yeah. Um, and then when she was saying that she was worried about the schedule, some people are the to first sight And pages was like, listen, I wish my husband was going to have the money. I can live my life, do my thing, shop how I want to shop, eat where I want to eat, and then we come back and be married. Um, but she was making the standpoint about, like, you know, the life she see for her kids, and she wants them to go to activities and games and things of that nature. Um, and she wanted her husband to be there, Um, to support that and I didn't think about it then but I'm thinking about it now I feel like in relationships there's going to always be multiple things that you're not going to necessarily like but you're going to have to figure out how to handle does that make sense you know you want him to have an average 9 to 5 but the reality is he is a pilot the reality is he is settled in his career the reality is he going to pay the bills okay he going to take care of the kids so it ain't all of you know no regular 9 to 5 but he's a provider yeah period. Hey, he's a couple of too, because I heard they make a little money. Now, that's my bitch. He said he make a little change. That's what he said. Okay, then. And she don't give me I want to work forever and always type of woman. That man will take care of her if they make it work. That man take care of you, honey. You're going to have to bring some kids on the scene, too, but that's another topic. And, and, but you know what? His mom, we talked about that a few episodes ago. His mom warned her um, don't look for him to be present at all the day. No. Not going to be like that. So I think, I think like I've been saying, I think they could work. But I still stand firmly by I think they could work. Another plug too with that, glad that you're bringing up mom, and I promise I'm ready to move on to Haley and Jacob, is that because mama and family really want kids, she fool around and not be really understanding what she really get, you are going to get a bomb support. Like, I've seen it in cases where the family don't really care for the mama of the child, but that love about them little nephew had grandkids, that makes family yeah. just get along. Like, you know, they popping up in games. They throwing, they throwing parties. Yeah. They buying clothes. I've seen cases even in my own life that the family did not like the uh, the mother of the child, but they did the, the child whole Christmas. And, even uh, they siblings, I mean, that that love be that strong. So I I want to say Virginia gonna be supported for sure. For he, he may not be there every day, but them in laws gonna step up. We gonna have what she need, and they seem like they want to welcome her in. So that's mm-hmm. a- so, yeah. Anyway, we are moving on. Jacob, behave. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Um, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I go first. Okay. <laughs> I got my notes from last week and this week for everybody. So that's why I'm doing like a lot of reading because some of this stuff ain't changed. Um, I've said it once, I've said it again. He is weird to me. I get this 80s fetish, but, <sighs> sir, you know, you talk about something else. Would you like something else? Yes, a different conversation. I like something else. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is 80s, 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 80s. And you see, <clears throat> that's why sometimes when people start talking, you have to be really listening because they're telling on themselves. He has literally stuck with this narrative from the beginning As. to right now. Um, I am obsessed with everything of the 80s. Uh, so I put that he's kind of weird um but his friends approve of her I did like that I did like that they made mention of that you know friends are not everything but I think like I said because their situations are so unique and put together um I like that the friends like 10 um the, the kettlebell bells, and all of that I was just like sir sir what are you doing? What are you talking about? And the 80s glasses and everything. One thing that I did love when she was smiling and she was saying that she had fun. Joy Mae mentioned that they had like their own individual dates and she was giving me look little googly eye. You know, something had happened and she had called like enjoying us. I said, okay, period. I'm here for this, period. Period. I'm out here for this, you know. Um, because last week I felt like she really wasn't trying, but it's something about like now, and I and I want to say that they're having that intimate, having that quality time, and that thing is like really, really like impacting her. Um i okay. see her, and I think I said that if he began to, like, master her and become really, really intentional about her going to want to help with women. Oh, who he is? He can change her. Don't worry about it. Listen, you got to repeat the last, like, 10 seconds. Because <laughs> it was breaking up. Okay. And I got messages coming in, too, so that could be on my phone. I said that, um... He's romanticizing her, and I love it. I think that's kept winning her over and winning over her attention and her heart. Um, She looks like she is trying. I did put that. Um, And I said, this man is who he is, and he's not changing at all. (laughs) Listen, if it's anybody that's setting their ways, that man been in the 80s for 30 years, okay? Tell you what I know. Maybe even 40. But I have to go unlock this door. Hold on One, one second. We gonna take this quick animation. All right. Okay. Cool. I didn't even know you could do that. I know. So as you were saying, so uh, Rebecca, perfect. So I was going. I was saying I'm the last thing y'all heard, and the signal kind of best. So if anything is repetitive, charge it to the signal, not to Joy and I. Perfect. Um, but we. Were- I was saying that this man is not changing at all. Don't look for him to change because it ain't happening. It's not going to happen. I agree. I feel like um, he has stated from the get-go that this is who he is. And although it's quirky and some people don't like it, I enjoy the fact that he is confident in who he is. This is who I am. It ain't gonna change. You're gonna either put on this Star Wars with me or not. Like what you <laughs> and as corny as I think it is, like I said, I appreciate that he is genuine. Um, I'm glad that she's trying because last week she hadn't got on my nerves. You're not gonna act like this man awkward, like you're not awkward too. It takes two mm-hmm. to make a conversation work, and if he's mm-hmm. trying to talk. And you not giving him anything to engage with, it's going to be awkward, sir. Like mm-hmm. you put that there. So, um, I appreciate that she is trying. She definitely gives me some googly eye vibes. She like does her way, and I like mm-hmm. that. Be you know, your your husband is quirky, and he loved the '80s, and you know. That might not be your thing, but I think that every couple has something that is one partner's thing and not the other partner's thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes them unique. It's who you are. It's how you come together and make that work that makes it so exciting. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate them. Um, That's literally all I had on my notes was that they were googly eyed and starting to like each other. I also appreciate how laid back they are um they definitely take the approach of minding their business and I mm-hmm. appreciate that like even when all the couples were together they had little to nothing to say mm-hmm. was Chris and his situation and I appreciate mm-hmm. that because uh, we could talk about it all day that ain't gonna change what it is no but, it ain't yeah I appreciate that uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing their um love slime expand i guess i don't know we don't no I, I definitely agree so they did kiss i was all in it i was like ooh yeah kiss. definitely kiss i was like kissing <laughs> yeah kissing okay i like this um I don't know if they smash though. Now, in many first sight history, there's always a thing. It's always a thing of well, did y'all smash? Did y'all not? What y'all waiting on? Like we said before, there are couples who don't smash in the experiment at all. There are couples that hit it on the first night prison page. Um <laughs> and they're not the only ones, but just throwing it out there. Um, but for me, it's always a di- well, I'm gonna say it's always most times. There's a different tone after they smash. There's this there's this um, obvious connection. They are like, even like physically, when they sit together, like as a couple, I feel like all those dynamics change and I watch it because they still, they, at this one thing on each other, wait. So I peep when, uh, I don't know which person it was that asked if anybody had sex yet, but they purposely did not answer. So okay. I, either they have had sex and they just don't want to say it yet, because oh, sometimes yeah. it goes that way too, they'll, they'll come out later on in the weeks and be like, So we did do the hanky panky, <laughs> but um, if they haven't already, they definitely have the discussion because they hold body language toward each other, to little things like. Have you noticed that when couples go out, they do sit next to each other, but their knees kind of connect. Like, their body is turned towards mm-hmm. the other. And the little things, like the way they were sitting. I'm yeah. Gonna- Hold on. No, I'm listening. For the folks who watch the YouTube, he said now she threw the back on him like, did? Baby, we together. I said, so she hitting the shoulder laid on that man. Let me tell y'all something. I be watching the show, honey. I said, we got the back on it? Okay. Hold on. And and let's be clear, it wasn't awkward because you can do that and that'd be awkward. Yeah, and it was not and for them to not have it be awkward, you something up. Something is up. Yeah. So they, got, either they either they either done had the full sex or they done came close too. Mm-hmm. Something happened. He go, he one second, George Johnson. One second, I'm sorry. Oh, Okay. Yes, like that whole vibe, that whole chemistry, she's comfortable. Um, like you said, they haven't had sex. They have, we still, we're recording. Yeah. We still recording, Joy. Yeah, so if they haven't had sex, they definitely working on that thing. Um, they have talked about it or something. That, that intimacy, that chemistry is going. I would say this because this is a Married at First Sight discussion. Um that for the people who, those that will be like really apprehensive about that and really just do not want to have sex or want to come together, you don't necessarily have to do it that soon, but we could just shout out just for a moment the power of sex, the power of consummating and, you're, and consummating your marriage and y'all come together and y'all just sharing like those intimate moments. Um, I think it does make a difference, especially when it's done in a healthy manner. The Kristen uh story, not that, I ain't talking with it. Not having sex make yourself think you're gonna start liking her. Not me. Yeah, that was not the way to go. But. Okay. All right. Clara and Ryan. Clara and Ryan, the red flag couple. Okay. And the name of this episode is This A Red Flag. Inspired, inspired by Clara and Ryan. Um, I think we have the same thing on our notes. So, um, I would just say my little one-liner because they didn't really have a whole lot to give either. Um, this episode, I appreciated their chemistry. They went and played with the dolphins, blah, blah, blah. Fun fact, my best friend is petrified of dolphins. We really? The- I thought that was so cute oh god we went to cancun and we was like we should swim with the dolphins and she was like no those things try to rape people and they big enough to eat you like she had a whole she was not here for it so we literally did not swim with dolphins because she wasn't going so yeah i thought it was hilarious that they did that because i remember when we went on our trip it was a no but i'm mm-hmm. um, I, I so excited to do that one day i appreciated their chemistry though like they're definitely beginning to build their bond and like i appreciate that but that that whole thing with the kids like when they were sitting inside the little planetarium i'm like oh baby this is gonna be a tough one and don't get me wrong A red flag does not automatically mean that it won't work. But a red flag is definitely something that you're going to have to be very intentional about working through. And um, this is a doozy. So you want to give your spiel first or you want me to give mine? Listen, I'll go ahead and give my spiel real quick. But I'm going to say this with the red flag. Even though sometimes people can't work through red flags, Um, sometimes on the other end of the spectrum is that that's the absolute, no, we can't even move past this. What I'm going to need for us to do, and that's all of us included, let's not act like the red flags are not there. Period. If that makes sense. Like, we got to talk about it at some point. We have to discuss it. We got to figure out what's going to be our give and take, what's going to be our compromise. Am I going to draw you in or you going to draw me in or whatever? Um, Because we have to walk together. Like, in the same accordance in order for us to take steps forward. You know, if you walking left and I'm walking right, we're not making progress. We just doing a whole bunch of movement, but we're not walking together. Um, So she said, my life will never be routine um, But you, like she said, my life will never be routine, but you can be routine, and I'll pop in and out every day or something like that. I don't know if I quoted that correctly, but he does give me very rigid vibes. I said that last week, and he does give me, this is my routine, this is my life. I hang out with, I hang out with, I shop where I shop, where I grocery shop how I, I do, I live my life, and then you have this wife who is very out of the box. Um, I don't necessarily see it that being a red flag because that comes up in our other couples, however, finding what works for the both of y'all. Some Y'all gonna have to have some give and take. Most definitely. And and not just a little give and take because um, the whole conversation about kids, kids are a big thing in any relationships. Kids, any, any relationship. relationship. Any relationship. And so um, having this whole conversation about how he would want to raise his kids versus how she would want to raise her kids. We said it last week, and I'm just gonna say it again. Clara got some church hurt. Clara, Mm -hmm. baby, there's room at the cross for you. He still loves you. Huh? (laughs) But um, I do feel like the fact that Clara does not want her children to be raised in any specific faith, and he Mm -hmm. does, is a huge red flag. Uh, And it could potentially be disastrous. It's not just because of them too, but because of his family's background. And we don't really know much about Clara's family's background or how they think about it. So Oh, I'm that, that one got me nervous now. I've I've been rooting for them from the get go, but the whole child rearing thing has me very nervous. Listen, be nervous. I have a few other things I want to say about them, but I want to mention this really quick. I had a friend in undergrad at college, and her dad was a Muslim. Mama was a Christian. Oh, wow. If confusion was a person, it'll be baby girl. She was confused about everything. When I tell you, like I used to have conversations with her, and I used to be like, some a little old. like," and you know, we go to smaller institutions. Y'all often have like a classroom discussion, like a wild, and you know, professors kind of pick your brain. What's your thoughts? What's your views? What's your standpoint? Blah So we a conversation, We would have dialogue about a lot of stuff. And she was a very intelligent girl, but like her foundation of views will always be like, huh that ain't what Christians believe or maybe that's what like it just it will always like intertwine and if you know anything about those two different faiths they're not supposed to intertwine one believes in one God one believes in the other um and the values are, are different as well but it wasn't until I had a conversation she told me like she expressed to me one time how frustrating it was for her to grow up in a household with the both of them so sometimes she would go to the Christian you know go to the church and I forgot where they go practice it but sometimes she would go to their place with her dad um and then I used to wonder like how because her and I was like, "How did that work? You know, how did like them being married for all these years?" And she would be like, "It was just something that basically they would disagree with, strongly disagree with all the time." But Mama would more so take the passive approach because he was the husband, and she wanted to honor him. Um, but even seeing the byproduct with the, with the children was interesting to me. Um, I think it is hilarious that you said that there is room at the cross for her because it is. <laughs> She got time still to go to the throne <laughs> of grace. I'll get to the cross, Clara. <laughs> See, we need to put some innocent uh, innocence on the show with the violent tongue and gonna bring her in? <laughs> But that is a uh, there, there. There is definitely a red flag. It's going to have to be something, especially when you a person like a believer who believe that Christ is like your foundation. There's a total way that the Bible instructs us and tells us to live. Some stuff we just cannot do, even all the way down to parenting. The Bible says "Train up a child in the way they should go." She made a statement about kids. I want my kids to be very liberal, very free, and I want them to explore. That's the very opposite of what we believe as believers. That's that's the exact opposite. Of what we believe. So however, and I will end with them too. I put I'm very glad that they are going deeper in conversation. I am proud of them of that because some people can be so caught up in their happy seasons where like the girl thought the man was so fine or the man thought the woman was so fine and they just stayed there for a very long time. I'm glad that they even like touch on the little bit. Hey, what are your thoughts about this? Um, he made a comment, I believe uh, in this episode, he was like practicality and actuality. I want us to kind of talk about the difference with that, like with our lifestyle, what we believe. Um, so, you know, he definitely give us, he's, he's a thinker vibe. Some stuff we got to talk about. Period. Mm-hmm. We need to discuss it. And and sooner rather than later. I appreciate that because I think that putting off the hard conversations only creates for more, um, more issues later. So put it off. Let's just go and talk about it. It is what it is. A bigger disaster. Especially when I like you already and I'm falling in love with you, That you come like if he had waited but they had waited five weeks in to talk about the foundation of the religion thing, that would definitely be different because now you got all kind of feelings and vibes and all those things already beginning manifest, so, mm-hmm. So anything else? I told you I ain't got much for, for Ryan and Claire. He still ain't cut that hair, and the people still mad about it, okay? The people still mad about it. I'm people, let's move on. <laughs> Ryan, there's deliverance for you. At the- I just don't like that hair, I don't. <laughs> you heard me, Ryan, there's deliverance for you at the cross, sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you something with the little thing that's gonna shave that off, it all gonna come together. The Lord does all things well, huh? Brianna and Vince, the faves of the season. Okay, that's why we had to end with them because they are the bomb. Um, so I actually, before we get to their date, I want to talk about first of all. His abuela is is healed. Praise the Lord, Granny, mm-hmm. doing well.
1: Because
0: um, last week they were saying that his grandmother had a heart attack and all of that, or was it a stroke? I don't know. Something. It was a heart thing. attack, and she was in the hospital, so she is better. Um, which you know, we love to see it. Yes, we do. Um. So what I really like about Vince and Bree on this particular episode is the way that they show friendship to Chris and Paige. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked it because they are only three days into this journey. You know, essentially, they just met these couples four days ago. Like they met. Mm-hmm. It. And you know, a day later was the bachelorette party and the bachelor party. Like, I don't know these people any more than I know my spouse. Mm-hmm. Yet, um, in a time where we are in a situation where we don't know what to do, we're able to go to another couple and be honest about what we're feeling about, you know, what's going on, and um, be—they can be a safe place for us. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. that because I think that in real time, in real relationships, which they are really married, but you know, in the real world, in the regular culture, I do think that couples need other couples. Just like Mm -hmm. they talk about those single friends, they need the other single people we we need each other. But I think that couples need other couples. They need somebody who understands or who feels like they understand. Cause sometimes it's not that you don't understand, it's just that I feel like you don't understand because you're not mm-hmm. So sometimes I just need another couple to say, you know, I, I feel you. You know, this mm-hmm. is what's going on, and I think that they were really good friends because they listened without judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, they were honest with them, like, yeah, this so is bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but they didn't even tell the other couples. Like, they didn't tell anybody else. It remained between the four of them. And then they, you know, when they went back to their booze, Chris, I mean, not Chris, uh, Vince and Brianna had their little pillow talk. Uh, Okay, so what did he tell you? This is what she told me. Yeah, it's bad. Like they had that Mm -hmm. moment, but I appreciate the camaraderie and the friendship that was shown in that situation. Totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. I will also add to that, and I had to put this in a quote, because um, I think at a point when Brianna and Paige were talking, I kind of wanted Brianna to hit her with a little bit more than she hit her with, even from like black girl to black girl, like, girl, this is crazy. But she was trying to remain neutral, which goes to the point that you said, which was really awesome. What she did say was that, you know, she's okay. So Brianna was like, well, let me get like, about Yo, like, you told me what happened, but then like, how are you feeling, how are you processing? And Paige gives an answer and Brianna tell her, but I want you to think about what's good for you. Yeah. I see you considering your husband. I see you love him. You have the Christian beliefs. So, you know, it's the whole, I want to cover him. I want to protect him. I want to love him. She didn't really say that. But like, I feel like as a Christian woman, those are some of the principles that we stand on that drives the way that we approach certain things when it comes to like being married. Brianna, what well, Brianna was like, honey, What's good for you? Yeah. I ain't gonna tell you what I would do in your situation because I ain't in your situation, but what's good for you? Uh, so I love that point about them. And, and he- just to, um, piggyback off of that, how you said, you know, because a lot of people I think wanted Brianna to give her more of the, you know, this what you need to do. But but as a friend, a real friend understands that not every moment is meant to be an advice-given moment. Uh-huh. This moment, mm-hmm. she's struggling and she needs to vent. So let her vent. And then uh, yeah. one thing that a friend of mine has started to do um that I appreciate is I will call her, I will vent about the situation. And before we get too far into my vent, she'll say, Hold on, hold on. Am I just listening? Am I offering my opinion? Am I offering advice? What do you need from me today? And I appreciate that because sometimes. I know the right answer. I just wanna get it off my chest. And other times I really am looking for an opinion and other times I'm looking for advice. So I think being able to differentiate those three is really important, so yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah love that it's ironic that you it's unique that you said that because and ironic because my best friend and I just had that conversation again last night some things are venting moments some things are advice giving moments and I think they did sometimes clear of what the expectation is so that the other person is not looking for disappointment so that's really good i uh, going to ending on a happy note Brianna and Vincent honey I got all the vibes when the camera was on and they woke up in each other's arms I said yeah okay let me right. <laughs> so, even further than them waking up in each other's arms, they're playing footy in the sand on they date. So we in love, y'all in so love. So I ain't football. seen footsie in a long time, but I want to say it is. It's something special on there. Why? Because a lot of people like into feet. <laughs> Do you? You touch me with your toes? Let's be clear. She could have told that man, don't ever touch me again. And he would have been like, okay. Like, that man's so in love. When he was sitting at that table, just like, he was like blushing the whole time. Like, this man is turning pink. Y'all not going to say nothing about this man. Let me tell you something. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care if that's your current move. It was your move. You have experienced that or you're hoping to experience that. That moment in relationships that Vince was at, it was just like, girl, like when they say I drink your bath water, like I'm all into you. Fully <laughs> wanna drank that girl's bath water that day, okay? Um, yeah, it just, you know, and I feel like that's like when people talk about the high of like new relationships and new love and new romance and stuff like that. And some people, especially who are folks who are like in bad places in their relationship, you know, they kind of like downplay that. I'm a believer that believes those moments need it. You need to know, like, man, like, it, man, it was a time where, oh, I was just girl, like, there, I, listen, I am in love with. You, listen, so the waking up with each other arms, I love it. They have smashed. They definitely, listen, I knew it when they woke up together, but when they said it later, I was like, well, duh, y'all acting too friendly for me today, okay? We can tell that y'all yeah. and, what and so, and one of the... Vince clapped them cheeks and Brie put that thing on him and now he sprung, okay? Sprung. Spring has sprung. Somebody <laughs> To oh, she can't <laughs> got me doing things I never do, not ever. Okay, okay. So no, and then I think too, and I mentioned on my notes, but what she had said was, and it was with the couples having a couples meet right before the episode ended. She said, "Already in these short days, we've been through some stuff together." So with that being said, we've come together. Listen, the time was right, the vibe was right. We felt comfortable with each other, and we did it. Um, I just I have to make mention of like the power in relationships of creating a safe place. It's something about that that I adore. It was something about the fact that he came to her in a moment where his heart was broken. He came to her in a moment of fear. He came to her in a moment of anxiety because it's like when you're really really close to like your family when they hurt you hurt when they feel you feel you know and then it's like you don't really know what's going to happen after that you know because the heart attack, can lead, a heart attack can lead to death people paralyzed like all kinds of stuff so he's battling all this emotions and then her she come in being a bond wife like baby I got you I'm supporting you I'm holding you I'm um, I care for you and stuff like that and I think that that's what took him over he was like man and he I think he even said like I have always wanted and yearned for this level of support yeah And for some, go ahead. What's interesting is a lot of times in married at first sight history, if you have sex early on, you normally don't end well. Mm -hmm. Well, I Mm -hmm. don't see that happening with them. I I Mm -hmm. don't foresee that being the case with them. I think that they are adults and it was well thought out and planned and, you know, I think it's going to go well for them. So I'm excited. They are definitely the favorites of the season. Um, hold on, hold on, Joe. Let me let me hit it real quick because you said so. That one of my notes. I want to touch on that. Typically in history, that, that by the mid season, that's like, oh, it's something about because we had sex out of like lust and effectuation that it really wasn't able to sustain. However, I think that like them sharing their emotional intimacy so early it led to that physical intimacy. I, I don't think that's going to like bite them in the ear. Yeah, I don't think it's going to bite them either. I agree. Um, I'm just excited. I'm excited to watch them grow together. It's interesting because um, if you are my Facebook friend, you know that I put up every Thursday a status and we just talk about the episode. So um, somebody commented and said like, she feels like they are living like a fantasy, almost like a fairy tale. And then something mm-hmm. crashing down. And I'm like, no, I don't want. We can't take no more. Okay. The black couple need to thrive in this city. Yeah. We already got one on the free. <laughs> Somebody else got to act right. Okay. They have to act right, period. Yeah. So they have to act right. And then I'm going to say this you know, even down to like the whole fairy tale, like the love stories and stuff like that. Now I could be saying is that some people say, "Oh, maybe she's young or whatever." However, I'm 26 and proud. Just had a birthday last Tuesday. Okay, but I want to say this: there are some people that really do have fairy tale like love stories. Y'all still asking for Sierra April? Still, right now today. And he wasn't it this week that he said his biggest fear is losing her. I'm like, here they go. They about to start it back up. Let me tell you something, and not even just that this is for the folks who probably missed that interview. When Russell said y'all be asking for her prayer list, but y'all really ain't asked for mine. Like that man had a whole prayer life seeking God on behalf of a wife. Y'all ain't even asking like that. We just and it's really because a lot of women are like hopeless romantics and really, really want that love, which is also bringing to another point. We don't want to believe in the fairy tale love all the while. We want a fairy tale love. Like, which one y'all want? Which one y'all want? You know, but I, I I think that it is amazing, and I do think that you can have two spirits that are alike and are meant to be, and they come together and it it works. You know, if and I want to say this, and this is kudos to Brianna, which we mentioned last week, if she had reacted like a different type of way of like oh, if she had not like not been present, not been there, and then get him did not give him what he needed or maybe what he didn't know that he needed, I think the whole narrative would have been different this episode. But because she was who she was, it just worked for him. This is how I knew he was either in love or falling in love. That man said, they were talking about her being bossy. And he said, you can get away with being bossy because you treat me right. He he did say it. Mm. Let me tell y'all, for another man, being bossy ain't going to work. But he said, and even if it don't actually play like that all together, what he is saying is this, you are giving me what I need. I want to be able to give you what you need. Period. He said you can be boss but you give me what I need. Take care hmm. of me and You, can you be take care son. of me. Um And she said he's everything I've dreamed of in a husband thus far up until this point. That's major. Yeah, it is. That's major. <sighs> Let me tell you, no shade to Paige. Paige don't know nothing about that line right there. Brianna said he's everything I've needed in a husband thus far. And listen, we thank God that somebody got it. Somebody got it. Um, I put that he wants to be romantic. I kept seeing how glowing, how happy she. Like even when she wasn't trying to look happy and glowy, she was giving me happy and glowy vibes. Um, I could tell early on that they had smashed, even before they had said it. It was something about their body language and their chemistry. Just gave me. We just had amazing sex. It was what we needed. It to be, and we're good. So here's my um, my ending question. At the beginning of this season, they kept saying somebody pregnant before decision day, somebody pregnant before decision day. And clearly, we know that the baby that they were referring to at this point is Chris's baby. Could it be Brianna and Vince gonna give us a niece or nephew? Pregnant. <laughs> You know, black people say stuff like this. Is she full pregnant? Or she like pregnant, pregnant child. If she pregnant, well, listen, if it worked for y'all, it worked for y'all. I'm gonna tell you why I can't say nothing because I'll be a hypocrite, okay? Um, and then my husband, we watched the show together, and you know, we did say because a lot of people say that they were moving entirely too fast. They said that he was laying on too heavy, they just did not like it. I cannot comment. I love it. I met. Quinn, on uh, one day and six days later, we had said, I love you. That same day, we got a relationship, so I can't never say who moved too fast. So, if the girl pregnant flourish, if they pregnant, they're still married out here in these streets. Listen, they got okay? So, yeah, I am excited to see that. Um, that whole storyline unfold. Um, I wouldn't be mad, I would not be mad. Mm-hmm and then but let's hit this too real quick since we're talking about babies and possibly we having an early niece or nephew or whatever it will be um I feel like people have this like thing of like a timeline of like when people should or should not have kids and I just don't feel like there's nobody placed and I probably have said it in the past like you know so and so needs to have kids or so and so does not need to have kids but if it works for that couple they both want to be parents they both found what they're looking for these folks wrong. Let these folks do what they want to do. I think it is our human inclination to put our opinion on things. I think that is one of the reasons why people are so amped about Chris um, because it's our human inclination to put ourselves in the situation to say, if it was me in the situation, blah, 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 I would not accept this. I would not like this. I would not allow this. But um, that's just it. That's you. That's what you would allow, that's what you would not allow, that's what you like, that's what you don't like, and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. And I think that when people start to realize that it's more to it than just what you think, um, there's more to life than that. There are people that have quote-unquote rushed and it worked for them. Um, I have a friend who met her husband in January. Um, They were married in October and had a baby in December. And now here they are, 19 years later, still married. Still married. Still married. Mm -hmm. With more children. Because it Mm -hmm. worked. And I just think that um, we have to stop being so quick to say what should have been done because even if like I had me one of my friends, another friend who watches the show, we always text about it. And low key, we bump heads a lot about it. We just friends and we able to not let it affect our friendship. But mm-hmm. she was saying that she felt like Paige should have like iced Chris a little longer, like, should not have forgiven him so quickly. And I was like, well, I mean, what's the point of sitting up being mad at dinner? Like if, we, if I to say what I got to say, This is what I'm going to say. This is how I feel. You said what you said. And now we can move on. But um, I think it just goes back to preference. Like, um, if that's what works for Paige and Chris, that's what works for Paige and Chris. Those are two individual people. The person that I will marry, they might want to be, you know, when they argue, they may be okay with silence for a long time. I talk too much for that. If we're going to sit here and have dinner, we're going to sit here and have dinner. That's normal. So I just think that whatever works for that individual set of people is fine, but we cannot put our expectations or what works for us on other people. It's your situation for a reason. So yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. my takeaway. No, I totally agree with that. And then I wanna say too, to the mention of uh, how people want her to react. You know, everybody's mad at that rose. We gave her that flower, folks piss the hell off. No. Why is she smelling <laughs> that rose? <laughs> I'm mad about that. Like, it's okay. Let me tell y'all something, though. Paige. I told y'all I was going to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> she has made the decision to stick with her husband. This is her Paige so, voice in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> so I'm going to be at dinner and I'm going to listen to what he has to say. <laughs> I've been a stepmom before. God will never. <laughs> I want to finish it, but I want to laugh so bad. <laughs> Paige said, God will never poop on her that she can brag. I'm telling y'all, Paige came to dinner like I'm staying with my husband. I don't care what y'all say. Roll cameras, boo. Right, let's talk. We're going to talk it out or we're going to move on. Because they going to keep having sex. And that's my thing, like at this point, let that girl make her own decision. People are so mad that her decision is not their decision. (laughs) And it's like, it's her decision, it's her life. The only person that has to live with her decision is her. So as much as we can disagree. Listen, her decision is triggering people. It's triggered And I get it. I think that's really what it is, is that all this whole season is a trigger warning for so many people. But um, at the end of the day, we have to learn to take a step back and remember that it is not our life and it is also not our decision. Like, first of all, whatever has happened at this point has happened. They filmed this August to October. It's done. We just now seeing it, but it's already happened. Whatever her decision was, it happened, and it happened while it was still hot outside. We got snow on the ground, and it's five degrees outside. Y'all can let it go. Whatever she decided, I'm she not let it go. Go. so. Yeah, she is. Listen, so uh, the wrap up for me, the couple meetup, I put, I, I did enjoy that everybody, for the most part, was vibing. Chris was going through his own little situation. Um, she did decide that she was sticking with it. I did like the girls were verbal and supporting her. Um, And Chris may mention mentioned, Chris was like, I feel like when it came out, everybody supported her. Nobody had supported me. Uh, they, people don't like you, Chris. I'm one of the people. I don't care if you mean. Uh, <laughs> people don't when like he walked you. off that of me break. Like, they only gave support to half of the couple. And I know some couples who have struggled when they went through stuff and only one of the people in the situation got support. So the mature side of Mm me, I see why that would be an issue, but I know he was just being a brat. So, yeah. 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 And, And having another tantrum, um, and then he said something interesting too and, and I'm probably pretty much done after this um, I put that he got emotional because everyone else seemed to be genuinely happy and they did not share the same experience and then he said that he felt bad because Paige did not have that and really she deserved to be feeling this newness of like newbie with happiness and bliss um, I thought that was interesting I, I don't think I've ever said anything positive about Chris but I will say this the Negro is honest yes he yes, is honest he got me. He got me. Rather be trash, it be honest. He is honest. He is honest. Child, that's my wrap up. I don't know if I got no more to say than about anybody. I'm ready for next week. I am ready for next week. I'm excited. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. We had a ton of technical difficulties today. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's all good. That's just the charges to the game. We in a whole panoramic. Ain't that what the people say? We, we in a whole This a whole not a half one it's a whole a whole panoramic and uh, we just gotta do what we gotta do so next this thing week, is crazy and we in different states recording this so exactly and we, we in two different places so next week we gonna see what happens um, next week we heard that on the preview Chris might uh, try to knock Eric head off so let us pray Are you ready? Our Father, father. our Father, who art in heaven, (laughs) how would be thy name? All right, we out of here, y'all. Y'all, thank y'all for tuning in, and we will see y'all next week. Bye.